And it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by Pastor, and sometimes friends, sometimes, you know, sometimes acquaintance, <laughs> sometimes just a guy I know, Jason Hayes. Jason, what's up, man? Hello! Man, oh me, we are back. Yeah. One week closer to Christmas. One week closer. It feels glorious. It has been a great week for all things Christmas. Yeah, this, Hayes home. this week is a, is a weird one, too, because the weather is like going into Tennessee weather full throttle. Right. You know, 70 all the way to 26. Oh, yes. Oh, all yes. the way to, I mean, just a, uh, in the next, here's, here's my prediction, Jason. Give it to in me. In the next. A few days, you're going to have a lot of people going, do I have COVID? Is it a cold? <laughs> yeah. Is it the weather? Well, the flu. It, what is this? Uh, someone told no, me. No, the flu disappeared. Someone told, <laughs> flu no. someone told me, and, you know, that's always yeah. that's always a yeah. reliable source that right there. That is true. Uh, but someone told me that Walgreens okay. had said, well, I don't even know where they would say this, as if, as if there's, I don't a, either. as if there's a Mr. Walgreens on their just bulletin walking board, around on their bulletin board. Probably. Now again, I must say, my source, okay, is married to a doctor. Okay, what kind of doctor? I can't. Like, I, I don't need to give all the information. Okay. But a doctor, then, yeah, okay. But not a history teacher. No, no, like a doctor, no, no, doctor. no like a doctor. Yeah, yeah. That's like a medical doctor. Okay, because okay. okay. a lot of people have doctors. Correct. In their name. Correct. Uh, and said that Knoxville, oh boy, was ground zero right <laughs> no, now. Quit for the quit flu. Quit saying that. Yeah. For the flu. Yeah. First off, let's not use, use ground, ground zero. zero. Yeah. Uh, was was like <laughs> was the was the center point yeah. of the yeah. flu spread uh, in in wherever maybe. Well, I was. There. I mean, that's a big statement. That is a big statement. Like like from the like for yeah. the world. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Uh, we we were at this past. That is the reliable information. That is. You can you're get not getting that anywhere else. We this past weekend we went to church with my my father-in-law, which is always interesting because, uh, and they're not listening. The the only members of that church are family. So got it. It's always interesting when we go there because we immediately up the attendance by quite a bit. Nice. Um, well, the pastor before he preaches, he always gets up and he says. Uh, first off, I love, he takes prayer requests from the crowd, and then when somebody gives one, he says, bless your heart, remember that, after every uh, every request, which I love, because I've never heard somebody use bless your heart in a kind, in a kind yeah, way. Yeah, it's, it's usually, it's usually in, like, in, oh, in bless a, their it's heart. in a condescending yeah. way. He is yeah, not yeah. at all. He is saying, bless your heart, remember that. He's telling all of us, all of us to remember that. And then what he does is he runs down the news, and he'll say things like, I mean, I saw um, I saw where there was a school shooting in Michigan, and uh, I don't have all the details. And then he goes in to like say a lot of things <laughs> about it, and he brought up the Supreme Court case of abortion, and he's like, I don't have all the details, uh, but it's my understanding. But I don't I don't have. And I looked at Aaron. And I went, Is this where I raise my hand and say? I do have all the details, and I would love to share all the de- every every topic he brought up. I was like, "Well, I do, I do have all the details. I know, I know a lot. I have all of those details. I know a lot of that. Yeah, especially when he would say, "I don't have all the details," and then not paint it in the right way. Got it. And then I was like, "Well, sir, pastor, I do have all of the details." And you could have shared it, and I can share. Bless your heart. That's remember that. Remember that, and get out of here. Never come back. But what I was going to say was we were... We how long, were I'm sorry, how long does that section last? A little bit. 
A little bit. Like it's it like, can, like I mean, it really like news section. It really, uh, it really depends on on the the news of the day, which in today's time could last an hour or yeah. better. Um, but but what I was going to say was, as we were walking out, we were talking to the the pastor and the wife, and uh, it's the first time I've really spoke to the wife just because she's been in and out when we're there. Um, and, and Aaron even looked at her and said, you know, uh, we, we missed you the last few times we come, you, you know, you've been sick or somebody in your family's been sick. And she was like, yeah, I don't know what I had. I had a fever. I had the, and I was like, I think I know what you had. <laughs> are we not, are we just going to not say what we think you had? Yeah, it was strange. And then the weirdest thing yeah. is I lost my, I can't smell. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but oh, I would, I'll tell her I wanted to go. Can, can you smell things? Yeah. Uh, Interesting. She wasn't sick then. She was right. sick weeks ago. Right. Well, we're but, glad. We're glad she's better. Yes, we are. And and uh, can I tell my story of what uh, happened? So, um, the really cool thing is uh, we've been talking off air. Yeah. And uh, you shared the story with me. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, a few days ago. And I have my perspective yep. on the story. Yep. That really, no matter what you share, I get it. I plan on. Heavily influencing the my brother is in your part camp. of it. My brother is in your so camp. you go ahead and yeah. share your story. It's always good that we have good news in the world. This is this is great. We news. have yeah. started our show for far too long with bad with news. bad well or just rambling. Traditionally, <laughs> just rambling. Yeah, but we traditionally yeah. then eventually get in the second or third segment to some things that are happening in the world, and unfortunately, all too often they're bad. Yeah. But we try to bring some good news. I'm going to bring you a Christmas hope story. Give it to me. Yeah. So Thursday night, we're we're uh, last Thursday night, we're traveling because Erin had uh, had to set up for welcome home at a barn sale in Livingston, her hometown. So get off work Thursday, get everything packed up. We leave out of Knoxville probably around seven o'clock. Wood Family Church van, trailer in tow. Trailers full of stuff. This Got all the kids year, with us. Seven o'clock at night. Yeah, seven o'clock at night. So, so it's it, dark. It feels like it's midnight. Now yeah, it is super dark. It's this time of the year. And so we get on. We get on the interstate and uh, plugging along, and and everything's good. Listening to music. Then the kids start acting up. So you know, it was one of those moments where the music got turned off, and yeah. so we were just driving in silence. Nice. Well, when when that happened, I started uh, soon after that. I started smelling something in the in the car. So my first question was, does anyone else smell that? And then uh, everyone said yes. And then my second question was, Gavin, did you take your shoes off? Because that's happened before. And I thought, it, it smells more like a fluid, but let's just say maybe he took his shoes off and he's got a weird stench in his, on his feet. He was like, no, I have my shoes on. I was like, okay. So then I thought, well, maybe a car passed me. We were we were going by the smokestacks. Yep. Uh, and so I thought maybe there was a weird radiation smell coming out That's of somewhere. Good. Who knows? <laughs> well, then it it just kept I kept smelling it. Uh, but I was looking at all my gauges on the van. Nothing was running hot. Nothing was losing pressure. Everything looked fine. But I I looked at Aaron and I said it really smells like a, a fluid from underneath the hood, I, like antifreeze something. It, this is not normal. So I, I passed a couple more exits, and I'm pulling a trailer. So it's like it, it, the engine, I mean, it's hard on the engine. It's working. And uh, and so passed a couple exits, finally got to, to Kingston and thought, okay, I know there's some spots here where I can stop and kind of assess the situation. So pulled off at Kingston, go over to the Weigels. It's lit up great. Uh, very few people in there. They got 15 pumps. Uh, so I thought this would be a great place. I can pull in, pull under the cover, 
and, and we can assess what's going on. So pull in, uh, get out of my out of the van, and I immediately like that's antifreeze smell. I mean, it's on my mirror, my my driver's side mirror. It's on the side of the van. It's like puddled on the step. Mm-hmm. Getting in the van, I pop the hood, and a little steam comes out, but not. It wasn't running hot, and so I'm just looking at it, going, uh, "This is antifreeze." So where? Is my radiator bad? Is there a hose? Like, what has happened? Right. Uh, and so while I'm trying to assess, Aaron takes the kids into Weigel's to, to you know, just kind of get them out of the way. And uh, and, and so... And, and I'm hoping getting a corn dog. Yeah, something. And, uh, and, know, and so... Something like that. Or, or and she also took them over to the grass, and they're doing, like, flips and cartwheels. Because, right. you know, they don't understand that, hey, we we may be stranded for, for a little bit. Right. And... Um, and so while I'm looking, this this guy pulled in right behind me, uh, and he's a a car hauler. So he had a, a just like a regular truck with a gooseneck trailer with two cars on the back of it. Okay. And uh, he walks over because he sees I'm like trying to figure out what's going on, and he's like, "What's going on?" And I was like, uh, "You know, I think I think it may be my radiator. I think it's antifreeze." And he immediately walked up and was like, "That's definitely antifreeze." We got under and looked, and you could tell that most of it was coming from the the radiator. Because when those things happen, you're like, "Well, did the uh, did one of the hose bust?" It was it was definitely not a hose, and so we decided it was radiator. Me and and what I later found out, his name was Jerome, and so I'm sitting there going, "Well, I drive a 2003 E350. There's no, way, I mean Kingston. There's no way anybody has a radiator." Here, right in stock. Why would you have a 2003 E350 radiator in stock? So as we're trying to figure it out, I have all the tools and, and uh, I have socket sets. I have everything, everything possible I would need to change a radiator. But I thought there's no way, so I called uh, one and, R- a, and a honey bonnet and, and icy. right, right, a sun drop. <laughs> and I, I called uh, I called one auto store. They didn't have one in stock. Uh, that was my go-to. That's the place to always go to. Uh, then, I, while I was making a phone call, Jerome was looking up on his phone, AutoZone. So, uh, it was 2.2 miles away. So, I called AutoZone, and they said, yes, we have one in stock. How oh, crazy no. is that? Crazy. So, they had a radiator in stock. While I'm talking on the phone with AutoZone, another man pulls up in a truck. His name is Cotton. Cotton Morgan is what they call him, he said. And he says... Uh, what's going on? And I said, I think my radiator is, is bad, has a hole in it, and I need a radiator. And I just got off the phone with AutoZone, and they have one. Uh, and he said, my son is the regional manager, manager of 12 AutoZones in this area. I'm happy to drive you over there. And I looked at Aaron and was like, uh, I'll see you. Good luck. Yes. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so I get in the vehicle with Cotton, and we're talking. And he's like, yeah, you know, I... Uh, cause I was thanking him over and over and, uh, and it was weird. He asked me to sit in the middle and, and, but no, I'm kidding. He didn't do that. Uh, but it, we were, I was, I kept thanking him and, and, uh, he says, oh, I've been there. And, and, uh, he said, if, if you need anything, he said, AutoZone closes at nine, but if you need anything, let just, here's my phone number, call me again. My son's the manager. We can get into there anytime. So yep. if you're working on it and you need something else or if you need extra tools, they'll loan you the tools. Yep. I was like, what? This is amazing. Right. So we go in. We, we get the, the radiator and some antifreeze. And then Cotton drives me back to Weigel's. And, uh, and in the meantime, Jerome said, 
I said, I don't want to cut into your night. He said, look, I pulled in here for the night. He said, I've already asked Weigels if I could park here through the night because this was my plan. He says, so if you come back with a radiator and need an extra set of hands, I'm here. Like, just, it's fine. I was like, what is happening? And so we get back and, and get the radiator out of, out of Cotton's truck. And he said, here's my number. Call me if you need me. He said, I don't even mind pulling your trailer back to Knoxville and taking your family if that's what we need to do. You just let me know. I thought, uh, so I kissed him on the face, and then I, I didn't do that. But I, but I said, that's amazing. Thank you. And so then um, I got my tools out. And Aaron walked over to, there was a Kroger close by or a Lowe's, and she walked over and, and got some more antifreeze because uh, I didn't buy enough. Apparently, the van holds seven gallons. Oh, my word. Uh, and so it's important to know how many gallons it yeah. holds, and it holds a lot. Yeah. And that's not cheap. Uh, and so while they're doing that, uh, I look at Jerome, and I was like, let's let's go. And so we uh, we just tag-teamed. He was underneath. I was uh you know, taking things apart underneath the hood or, or I would be underneath the vehicle and he would be up top. And, <clears throat> you know, the crazy thing is, have I changed the radiator before? Uh, no. Uh, but certainly not in a Weigel's parking lot. With uh, a complete stranger. With a complete stranger. And, and he hadn't done that either. But we knew enough, and, and radiator's pretty straightforward, uh, from the time we started to the time we finished, it, once I got the radiator on site, Two hours. And and then in the meantime, Aaron's dad and a friend of ours, Jesse, drove up to hook to the trailer and take Aaron and the kids to Livingston, which is where we were going, right. just in case something didn't work out with the van. And then Jesse stayed with me. Which is code for they're not certain right. we can actually fix it. Oh, well, well Grandpa, Aaron's dad, <laughs> told her there's no way. A professional couldn't even do that in a Weigel's parking lot. <laughs> well, your daughter married... Lucky, somebody else <laughs> lucky for you yeah and so we uh we finished it up and and i looked we'd been me and jerome had been together for almost three hours at this point we're putting the final screw in and i looked at him and said i haven't even asked your name and he was like it's jerome and i said well i'm andrew good to meet you three hours in and then we finish up we shake hands we exchange numbers and uh, and then me and Jesse drove to Livingston and uh, got to Aaron's dad's house by midnight. And and when wow. we come back, what we're going to discuss is Jerome a real person or are there angels among us? Come on now. We'll be back. We'll be back. So, Jason, that's the story. That's what happened last week as we were driving. Uh, so, a couple things. Uh, yes, I did uh, have all the tools I needed. Yes, I did uh, thankfully have a change of shoes. I texted you about that. That's I just got a brand new pair of, of Nikes that I, I'm very fond of. Yes, and they're sharp. And I had those on. Uh, and I, I, I'll be honest. When I pulled in there and when I got out and saw the antifreeze, my first thought was, it's going to ruin my shoes. Absolutely. And uh, thankfully, I had a pair of boots in the van, so changed shoes, uh, and and then went after it. But so yes, I did in fact change a radiator in the Waggles parking lot. Waggles were great. They were the employees were great as well. They they gave my kids hot chocolate. Oh, they nice. they were just amazing. No one got mad at us for sitting there. The amount of people that stopped because it wasn't just those two that helped me. There were other people that stopped and asked if we needed anything, and it wasn't the uh, 
like, do you need anything? Wink, wink. Yeah. I'm going to keep driving. I don't yeah, really like want to help you. Obligatory. <laughs> I've just got to ask this. To... But it was like, no, legitimately, do you need anything? Jerome was from Chicago, uh, Illinois, and uh, just you know, just amazing. So you're so so you you speculated. Yeah, so I You're thought... You're like, if I did a Google search yeah. on this Jerome, am I going to find him? Yeah, it, it was... I've never had one of those experiences. I, look, I'll just be honest. I'm critical of anyone who says they've <laughs> had one of these experiences. I'm a cynical dude. Yeah. I've never had an experience where something like... Like, I believe in God's sovereignty. I believe he orchestrates things and allows things and, and all of that. But I've never experienced... I mean... Me and Aaron talked about it over and over and over. I couldn't even go to sleep that night. And you said you were emotional the next day. The next day, partly because I had zero sleep. I right. mean, my, my watch said I had five hours of sleep, less than an hour of deep sleep. I mean, I was exhausted. You're also coming off of your coming sugar, off, you're coming off your sugar right. high from the zinger right. that you bought in the White yeah. House. And, the, uh... and, and so all of that was happening. So anytime on Friday when I thought about it, I got emotional. And so, like... And, and like you said, oh, any man points you gained changing a radiator in a Wagas parking lot, you lost because by, I, by weeping, I cried so much on Friday. <laughs> it was the oddest thing. I I, I called my mom because I was just going to talk to her about it and let her know everything was okay. And uh, and in the middle of talking, I was like, I just everybody's so nice. People, people are just so nice. Angels, God, nice. Everybody. I mean, it was the. Uh, that was where I was in the headspace. Aaron was the same way. I was sitting at one point at the cell. I was up in the balcony sitting in a rocking chair because I needed a break. And I looked down, and I I knew immediately. Aaron was wiping her eyes. The customer is wiping their eyes. Like she told them, she told them the story, and they either think she's crazy or uh, they're like, "How am I going to get out of here?" Multiple people crying in that moment. And so, what was the wildest thing was when you got back into the vehicle. And you began to drive. Were yeah. you going to Livingston? Is that right? Yeah. So when you were beginning to drive to Livingston, you had turned off the radio previously. Yep. The radio clicked on, and it was Christmas shoes. <laughs> or Angels Among Us yeah, by Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Could have been uh, like that, that would have been, uh, I would have had to, I would have thrown so in the towel. I, I've had one of those moments that you, again, you and I, we, we don't want to be dismissive of who knows what the Lord's doing. No, it, but absolutely his sovereignty. It was amazing. Uh, whether we, we probably, as you said, Jerome, didn't you say he texted you back? Yeah, my uh, brother, my brother said, well, Wi-Fi's pretty strong in heaven. <laughs> so, so, likely Jerome is a real dude. Yeah. That God just placed in your path to take great care of you. We had a moment like that when we were young, traveling with our son, our oldest son, who was a mess on airplanes. And we had this lady that legitimately, it was a Southwest flight. She did not, like, did not have to sit in that spot. There were seats to be sat. And she went and sat in the empty seat right next to the child. Like and we were like, what are you doing? And I yeah. tried to like warn her because this is the, this is the return flight. Right, right. So the flight there had been a disaster. And she's like, oh no, I love kids. And truly, she was like the baby whisperer wow. for the next like two hours. It was unreal. Like it, it truly was spectacular. And you just think, man, like God's kindness to send someone in our path that would help us in a moment of need. Man, it's so good. But maybe just the thing that I take away from that, maybe you would say the same. 
It's just there are good people out there. Well, and that's what that's what was really cool. And, and I posted about it on Facebook, and a lot of people commented. And, and people that I haven't engaged with or interacted with in years, people I went to school with but haven't talked to in 20 years, were saying things. And, and the common denominator there was in a world of chaos, because let's face it, I'm a boy, a white dude from Cornersville, Tennessee. Jerome is a black dude from Chicago. And at no point did we argue, at no point did we talk about what's going on in the country, what's going on in the world. We didn't talk about COVID. He wore a mask. At no point did we talk about, are masks good or masks not good? Did you have your vaccine? At no point did we do any of that. What we did was work together to fix a problem. Yep. Which is so and, and it was a, and then Cotton pulled up, who was old enough to be my dad, uh, and acted like a father figure in that moment of, do you need me to take your family back to Knoxville? I'm happy wow. to do that. Wow. And and so uh, as we're driving to AutoZone, he says, I didn't have anything else to do tonight, so this works. <laughs> I you know, love it. And, and so it, it was a beautiful picture that if, if we allow ourselves, because I'll be honest, a lot of times in those scenarios, I'm so prideful that when somebody offers help, I go, I'm good. Yep. That's my initial response. But I knew in that moment, I have four kids with me and my wife in a trailer. I'm not good. Like, yeah. I can't just say, oh, right. no, I'm good. I can do all of this by myself. Like, yeah. that would have never happened or never worked. And then the fact that Aaron's dad drove over an hour to, to come and, and help out. Uh, all the all these people that, that just were, were willing to assist. Uh, and I, I think, too, a lot of the people that came up were like, I saw those kids. And then I was like, so if I had been here by myself... Would no any help. of these people <laughs> offered help? Like, I'm so glad the kids were with yeah. me. Um, and, and so it just, I couldn't get over the, uh, because again, I haven't been, I mean, if I really kind of rack my brain, I might could find an, another time where it was like that. But this, this was the most like, uh, Aaron, Aaron described it too, is like when you were in youth and you would go to like a conference. Mm-hmm. And you know, you come back on the spiritual high. Yeah. We were on a spiritual yeah, high. Yeah, like you clearly seen the presence of God. Yeah, like, like showed up. Yeah, because the fact that he pulled that Jerome pulled in right after me, and then was like, I mean, I'm this is where I'm sleeping tonight. Which, that, there's actually a, a piece of the story that's really interesting to me about what you said, Cotton said, but then maybe even you know Jerome. Now, granted, Jerome <laughs> had stopped and had planned sure. to stop, but I do think there is a piece of it. And granted, Cotton is. Probably well beyond retired. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, his kids are all out of the house, as we yep. know, and things of that sort. But even something my wife has been really doing a great job of and trying her best um, because she's successful businessman or business lady, I should yeah. say, in, in real estate. And obviously the last few years have been super busy. And she's got a million things going on with helping at the school and all this other stuff. But she just talked about trying to find margin because margin allows you to have yep. the opportunity to help people. Yep. You know, like truly, like when you have scheduled yourself so tight that when you see that person, you can't help them. Like, like yeah. I don't like, have time. Yeah, I, yeah it's yeah. not that you don't wouldn't be willing. You truly can't because yeah. you're going to stand somebody else up and get. Listen, we all know, like there's seasons of life that's easier said than done. Sure. There's meetings that you just can't miss for work. I mean, there's all that other stuff. But just even thinking about the conversation, how many times you ask someone, how are you doing? Yeah. And they're like, man, it's been like really, really tough day or it's been a tough week or some of that sort. And you think, do I have the, do I have the margin right now 
to actually care for yeah. them and love on them, or do I have to go and do whatever I got to do? And so well, and the, and there's the, a lot, a lot of things to take out of the story. The beautiful thing about what Cotton did, which which I didn't even mention earlier, he pulled up first, and and while me and Jerome were kind of assessing what we needed to do, and he he was like, uh, "Y'all need any help?" Then he drove off. Then he comes back, and he says. You know, I drove off and I thought, hold on, they may need a ride somewhere. They may, they may need more assistance than I offered. Wow. Is there anything else I can do? And that's when I was like, you know, AutoZone has a part that I need. Uh, do you know where that? He was like, yeah, I know exactly where that is. My okay. son's the manager. And the fact that he drove away and, and was convicted or whatever, thought I need to go yeah. back and ask something else, was another. Just like, oh, that, you know, so for me it was one of those moments of, uh, this is the beauty of people. Yeah. If we're willing to uh, to, to partner and, and, and love on each other and actually love our neighbors, even in strange with with strangers, uh, that was the beautiful thing. And so, uh, so it's it, awesome it, to be a part of. This as we go into the break, is this the good time or bad time to tell you when you pulled up? I noticed a little fluid. <laughs> I'm checking. We'll be I've back. been checking it everywhere I've gone. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, the the amazing thing about what happened last week is I think for me, just selfishly and personally, I'm I'll admit I'm a cynical dude and, and my cynicism has grown <laughs> over like the last couple even even we went to the Chris Stapleton concert this past Sunday. Yeah. And and what I've learned is I looked at Aaron at, at like ten and I was like should we go? I'm, I was so tired, and it was so loud. And, I, and uh, Aaron was like, "Well, we did pay. Like, a lot we of probably money. should get our money's worth." And but neither of it was one of those. Both of us were looking at each other like, "No, I really want to go," but we like we feel we like probably we should, should sit here. Yeah. Uh, and, and so my my old man syndrome and my cynicism has grown. And what this past uh, week did was like a God's way of going, people are good, yeah. you know, yeah. and, well, uh, we, we and it's be a beautiful to, thing. We should be committed to seeing the good in people. That, no. That's actually one of the things that, you know, we lost Bob Dole uh, this, yeah. this past week. And, um, you know, again, uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of different opinions on, I mean, I don't know all the details. Sure. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, I mean, but like uh, there's a, a million different perspectives that people have on all things political. Uh, and a whole bunch of people would have a whole bunch of differences between, um, you know, where Bob Dole was politically yep. and where they may sit personally politically. But it was just interesting, almost immediately after his death, uh, and, and I went back, and there was a couple of things that really, like, there was a couple of moments that, that I had kind of forgotten about, e- even a recent moment when uh, when George Bush yeah. Sr. Uh, passed, and Bob Dole, you know, they bring him in uh, into the uh, rotundra, I guess, and, uh, and he, you know, he stands yep. with the help of uh, his, you know, support staff, and and salutes yep. at 90 plus years of age, 97 yeah. probably then, yeah. you know. I mean, just remarkable stuff. But you 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 also see in that same moment, well, there's people that are celebrating. There's immediately people like, yep. well, you know, he was a Trump supporter. Yep. Well, he did this. You know, he was the fan of this. He did this. And you're like, okay, 
can we just see the best in, in a yeah. guy? And if nothing else, let's see that, man, this guy was a part of a great generation, yep. fought in World War II, yep. uh, was a, a incredible asset to the country in terms of just service. Yeah. Again, whether, whether it was going in the direction that you wanted him to or not, but just serving the country, uh, in military and yeah. politics. And the guy's 98 years of age. Yeah. And, and, and served for a really, really long time. And again, I, I, I don't know enough about Bob Dole sure. politically to even have an opinion, honestly. But it was just so heartbreaking to see like, man, the guy, has barely even passed, and we're so quick. People are so quick to to speak negativity, yeah. as opposed to could we find the good in someone? You know, can can you find the good in someone? I think that's just a personal challenge that I would I would give to our listeners today. You know, not just because it feels good in the holiday yeah. season. Uh, you know, not because hey, it, it makes for a great lifetime Christmas story. You know, no, like yeah. like. You're going to have all kinds of differences with people. You're going to have all kinds of different backgrounds and stories and, and, and opinions than people. But man, like at the end of the day, and I appreciate it, you sent me a screenshot of your post, like they're image bears. Yeah. People are image bears. And so if nothing else, we should see that in them, you well, know, at, and, and see value. At one point while we were, we had the hood popped and, and, you know, I'm talking with Jerome while we're working and, uh, I don't know how we got into it. He asked what I did for a living, and I was like, "All right, here's here's a great opportunity." And I said, "You know, I lead a nonprofit in Knoxville where we we step in and help people facing unplanned pregnancy. We help them choose life." I didn't go into a political slant of that. I just said, "This is what we do." And Jerome looked at me and said, "That's why I'm here." You know, because of that positivity of what you do every day. Uh, that's why I drove up today in this moment. Now, right. I don't know if, if yeah. you know, he's talking about positivity and, and right, sure. good vibes. Yeah. Obviously, I the cynical side of me is like, Jerome, like, are you next? Are you going to say you're sending your thoughts toward me? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, but. It's karma. Good karma. Yeah. But, yeah. but I didn't. What I did in that moment is go, look, this is just two dudes from very different backgrounds uh, that are, again, accomplishing a task. And what I love is Gavin is standing out there with me, and Gavin, is, you know, he asked Jerome, "Do you like hugs?" And I thought, "Gosh, Gavin, like pick up a screwdriver and, and do something." And, and then, and then, um, because he was going to give him a hug. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's because yeah. so that's sweet. Gavin's thing. Gavin Come kept on, thanking dude. him over and over that and over. That is so sweet. And, and then that. Gavin was like, uh, "Is he from Chicago, Daddy?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "You think he knows Michael Jordan?" And I was like, "I don't know. Ask him." And, uh, and he's like. Oh, I love Michael Jordan. And Gavin went, he's even wearing Air Jordans. <laughs> and then I immediately thought, great, he's getting antifreeze on his Air Jordans. That's probably not a positive thing for me. Yeah. But, um, but, but all of those things, what, what I loved about that moment and, and, and what it's kind of hopefully will, will teach me and, and my children is, look, we, we get so bent out of shape about the craziness that's around us and, and whether we disagree with people on this topic or that topic. But the fact that I don't know what any of the people that, that offered to help, I don't know any of their politics. Right. I don't know where they stand on abortion. I don't know where they stand on anything. I don't know where they stand on God. Yeah. Uh, but what I do know is uh, in my time, my family's time of need, 
people stepped up. And here's what you can also know. You can also know that if you weren't a believer in Christ, you know that if someone served you and they met your family's needs in that moment of crisis, and if they would have connected that somehow, even just in a passing comment, that servanthood, yep. along with their beliefs, their kind of doctrine and duty, belief and behavior, principle and practice, yep. all of it combining together, you would have walked away. Not necessarily been like, I'm going to immediately yep. become a Christ follower, but you would have walked away with a better impression of the Christian faith yep. than you would have otherwise had. And that is something that we have to be mindful of. Yep. So many times we want to just offer words. But man, let's love people. And you don't have to be a super mechanic to love sure. on people. Listen, I, we've joked, you and I have joked yeah. in this text thread that we've been having. I would have been, uh, the story couldn't have gone any different <laughs> if I'd have been involved. Yeah. Because uh, unless Jerome worked for AAA, <laughs> like I'd been like, uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing. You yeah. know, like, I mean, I, I'm going to call somebody. I would never have given it an effort. I would have done whatever it took just to drive it straight to a garage and have left it there and figured out something the next day. You and I are different in that. But there's ways that we can serve people. And there's ways that we can be loved. And those are the things that we have to just kind of allow the Spirit to lead us and to guide us into those things. And, man, the results and the impact of it can be really, really remarkable. Well, and and when you... you I feel like in those moments when you kind of just go, yeah, I hate the phrase, let go and let God. But in those moments when you're like, look, I don't, like, if I don't accept this help, we're, we're in trouble. Like, yeah. What else, what else are we going to do? Yep. And, and so in accepting the help, like I work on my vehicles at home and the frustration level and the words that come to my mind and, and all of that comes out. We worked on that radiator. From the time that I figured out it was it was bad to the time we drove out of there, I never felt uh, felt a piece of uh, or I never felt a sense of frustration. I never felt a sense of anger. I never had some of those words didn't populate my thoughts of like, oh, you know, why why is this happening? Uh, and and even with with those that stepped in to help, there was never a sense of like. Anger, mm-hmm. and and I just look back at those moments. Anytime I work on a vehicle, there's those moments. Yep. And the fact that that never creeped in, and so my kids got to witness. Um, I mean, we even lost. Uh, we knocked over some screws and trying to find those. Like, but never was like, oh, we're done. You know, we wasted yep. all this time. So, so my kids got to see people from different backgrounds work together and not argue and not yeah. get upset and not. Uh, and then, like, Aaron was a champion in, in keeping the kids occupied. And, and she told me later, she was like, we were sitting in the van, and it wasn't even super cold, you know, because of our, our temperature right, right. now. Like, yeah. But she was sitting in the van with the kids, and she said that she was sh- pointing out to them, like, look what these strangers are doing for us, mm-hmm. and, and praying for them, and, uh, and, and those things. And so it, it all orchestrated, not to get overly spiritual, because I can promise you, I'm never going to be, uh, uh, labeled overly spiritual. That's just uh, not my, uh, not my bag. But, but man, was it, was it a moment of going, what a great opportunity to, uh, that it, just God is amazing that he can bring a dude from Cornersville and a dude from Chicago who we couldn't have more different backgrounds 
and and we could we could put a radiator in it, yep. and and it's just a I, I, one uh, one other moment when I was a kids pastor, uh, I was standing up front and a guy walked up to uh, uh, because he felt the Lord moving, and it was another one of those moments we sat and talked for an hour after church, and he's like, I've been shot multiple times, was in prison for ten years, and in those, in that moment, I, and I baptized him a few weeks later, and I thought. For God to bring wow. me from a dairy farm yep. and this dude who's been in prison, been shot multiple times uh, together, and the Lord worked through that, that's the beauty of the gospel. Right. It's, it's in many ways how I would imagine you feel when you sit at the table with me every week. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're like, I'm from Cornersville. Yep. He's from Farragut. Yeah, very similar. He has boots. Yep. Or no, I have boots. Yeah. He doesn't own boots. Yeah. He would have attempt to call the mechanic. Yep. You attempted to be the mechanic. Yeah. And yet, the power of the gospel. I'm still cleaning my hands. Really? What a beautiful thing. <laughs> Every time I look down, I cry. I'm like, oh, there's, <laughs> there's some antifreeze in my thumbnail. Remember that. You're crying what so, a, what so a, much. So much crying. Yeah, Cotton was like, son, you need, you need a tissue? What's going on? Like, Why are you crying over there? You're like, I'm sorry, man. Uh, this is just an emotional time for me. Nice people. <laughs> Angels. <laughs> we'll be back. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells ring and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing. So I feel like I've uh, hogged the show today. No. Jason. I mean, yeah. But no, so, no, no. Uh, so what? So with this last segment being the shortest, what would you like to say <laughs> to, to end? Well, thank you. Thank you for giving me the, the opportunity to speak. Bless your heart. Oh, Remember that. Yeah, yeah thank you. Let's get. <clears throat> no, it's been, uh, it's been, you know, I think this is life-giving. It's a life-giving conversation. You know, I think just the reminder that there's just something to be drawn out of just meaningful relationships, um, caring for people. This last week, Carrie and I went to... Biltmore. Okay. Uh, you were gone uh, on Sunday, so I yeah. shared a little bit about it uh, at church. Carrie and I went with a couple of dearest of our, some of our dear friends and uh, went to Biltmore, had a great time, um, and the tour of Biltmore was super lame. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It wasn't that. It was actually, I, I, we've, we've commented it would have been really, really great. The house is beautiful. There's no doubt about it. I had actually never even been in the house. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it is beautiful. It, it it's is amazing. Beautiful. It's, it is Way before it's super time. cool. Indoor pool, all yes. that stuff. Yeah. Super <laughs> cool. Um, I think I would have enjoyed the history more openly. It was very hot inside the house oh, because really? the temperature yeah. was a little yeah, yeah, warmer yeah. outside. Plus, we entered in right on the heels of what appeared to be two full bus, bus no, loads. No. Of a bus tour yeah. of senior adults, which that's yeah. not, there's nothing wrong with that, but it was very slow. Jolly elders. Uh, it was just very, and we we it, it was claustrophobic. Yeah. It was a lot of that and stuff. So I kind of uh, I kind of joked uh, that one of the, the things that was interesting, uh, I mentioned it on Sunday, was that in the Every room had a theme, okay? You know, yep, the yep, Christmas yep. theme. And they did it this year. I don't know if they do it this way every year, but they do it with a different Christmas, like, carol. Okay. So, so you know, like, you've got the Silent Night right. room. You've got the, you know, uh, whatever maybe. may be. So you've got these kind of yeah. different themes. 
And it was very interesting that the rooms that were associated with, uh, like, peace and, like, quiet and yeah. kind of rest and things of that sort were, like, super chaotic. Yeah. Not in their decoration, but, with people. but it was just people were yeah. just in it and taking photos and, you know, I mean, yeah. just, it was chaos. And I think just maybe my challenge to our listeners would just be, hey, listen, we talk a lot about peace and we sometimes don't find peace yep. because we look for other things in the world rather than turning to Jesus. Sometimes we talk a lot about loving our neighbor, and yet there's not that many times that we truly do love our neighbor, like yeah. like the situations you've described. And I think I would just remind all of us as we get closer and closer to the Christmas season here, or as we're part of the Christmas season, get closer and closer to Christmas Day, is that... Yeah, this is a great time for us to put our money where our mouth is. And we obviously don't mean that so right. much just in sure. terms of year in yeah. giving. We're not talking about that. I use that Donate expression. to our Patreon yeah. for our show. Uh, yeah, no, I, we don't have a Patreon. Yeah, we do not. But I, I think I think in just a much larger kind of context of that expression, like, yeah, like we, we say we believe in a lot of things. We We say we affirm a lot of things. And what a great opportunity during these weeks and during this time to really express it yep. and to show it and to embrace it. And so, um, and just, I, I, I hope that people can find some of that margin that yeah. we talked a little bit about. And, uh, that's I hope what I was going to look to find some things yeah, and was, others that they may not see otherwise. I was going to point to that. I love, I love that because we, especially during this time of year, are we allowing for time for those things? Uh, you know, are we are we available when uh, when someone is in need? Right. You know, I even told Aaron, I was like, if 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 we'd have pulled in and nobody had been there, there's some people in Knoxville I could have called. We weren't far from Knoxville uh, that would have drove. My neighbors, I have two neighbors that are very handy and and car guys. Uh, no doubt they would have drove and, and assisted if if I called on them. Uh, you know, ultimately, I could have called my brother, and he would have drove right. three hours to to be there with us. It was us. odd you didn't, uh, didn't call me. I would have I would have probably put you on Facetime to pray over the group, <laughs> uh, maybe, and to pray over the I new radiator. Given, I could have given Weigel suggestions. You know, but but I, I could have told, walked that's the kids true. through every good option. I did get place. a little weird because I was Facetiming with my stepdad. That's another. He taught me everything about cars growing up, and so I was asking his opinion and getting some final steps from him, and. <laughs> And I was like, look at my angel, you know, pointing at Jerome. I was like, what an idiot. What am I doing? Jerome's probably like, man, this dude is weird. He's like FaceTiming with people, showing showing me. And uh, I want to get to, I want to get back to the truck. Look, man, I just I just offered help. Yeah. I don't need you to be weird, you know. And so uh, but, yeah, it was a uh, what a great what a great time. And, and uh, it's amazing how the Lord can use even frustrating, chaotic times. Uh, to point us to something greater. And so uh, all that to say, I will be writing a, a Hallmark movie script for this uh, in the near future, and, and hopefully you'll see it on your, uh, at least PBS at yeah. some point in time. And, and I'm just going to commit to you, just in order for that story to, to keep its power, when I see you out on the road with your radiator breaking broken down, <laughs> I'm not going to stop. I'm yeah. acting like I never saw it. Yeah, yeah. I'm acting like I never and saw it. And I'll just be frank. I was thinking over the weekend, I posted that, and then I was like, if this starts leaking, I ain't telling nobody. <laughs> I'll drive that quietly into the shop. That's exactly It'll right. get fixed, and we'll just act good like word. it never happened. That's a good word. Hey, friends, thanks for joining us each and every week. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>